Simon and Schuster Audio presents The Story of Stuff by Annie Leonard. Read by the author. Introduction Growing up in the green and luscious city of Seattle during the 1970s was idyllic, but the real joy came in the summertime when my family and I piled our camping gear into the station wagon and headed for the stunning North Cascade Mountains. Since this was in the days before DVD players in the back seats, during the drive I would look out the window and study the landscape. Each year I noticed that the mini malls and houses reached a bit further, while the forests started a bit later and got a bit smaller. Where were my beloved forests going? I found my answer to that question some years later in New York City, of all places. The Barnard College campus, where I went for my environmental studies classes, was on West 116th Street on Manhattan's Upper West Side, and my dorm room was on West 110th Street. Every morning, I groggily trudged up those six blocks, staring at the mounds of garbage that lined New York City's streets at dawn each day. Ten hours later, I walked back to my dorm along the emptied sidewalks. I was intrigued. I started poking around to see what was in those never-ending piles of trash. Guess what? It was mostly paper. Paper, that's where my trees were ending up. In fact, about 40% of municipal garbage in the United States is paper products. From the forests I knew in the Pacific Northwest, to the sidewalks of the Upper West Side, to where? My curiosity was sparked. I couldn't stop there. I needed to find out what happened after the paper disappeared from the curb. So I took a trip to the infamous Fresh Kills Landfill on Staten Island. Covering 4.6 square miles, Fresh Kills was one of the largest dumps in the world. When it was officially closed in 2001, some say the stinking mound was the largest man-made structure on the planet, its volume greater than that of the Great Wall of China, and its peaks 80 feet taller than the Statue of Liberty. I had never seen anything like Fresh Kills. I stood at its edge in absolute awe. As far as I could see in every direction were trashed couches, appliances, cardboard boxes, apple cores, clothes, plastic bags, books, and tons of other stuff. You know how a gory car crash scene makes you want to turn away and stare at the same time? That is what this dump was like. I had been raised by a single mother of the post-depression era who instilled in her kids a sense of respect for quality, not quantity. Partly from her life philosophy, and partly out of economic necessity, my youth was shaped along the lines of the World War II saying, use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without. There just wasn't a lot of superfluous consumption and waste going on in our house. We savored the things we had and took good care of them and kept them until every last drop of usefulness was gone. So the mountains of perfectly good material that had been reduced to muck at Fresh Kills made no sense to me. It felt terribly wrong. Who set up this system? How could those who knew about it allow it to continue? I didn't understand it, but I vowed to figure it out. After two decades of sleuthing, when I'd figured it out, I called it the story of stuff.